Listen, I can't even begin to articulate what God did on Thursday night in the house and online. This discernment series, y'all, it's so hard for me to end it. I'm like, gosh, do we do we stretch it on two more weeks or not? It, it, it has been so, so powerful and something happened in the house. I believe chains were broken, people were set free, and I couldn't even finish it. Like there was this illustration when I was speaking about the spirit of torment and I called my beautiful wife on the stage, blindfolded her because the spirit of torment keeps us blindfolded to producing fruit in our lives and fruit in the life of others. And just the way the atmosphere shift, I always want to be a man who's obedient. And I just felt in that moment, we need to pray. We need to make sure that every stronghold, every spirit, every witch, every demon, every impure spirit in the house has to go. And I wasn't able to finish the discerning spirits message. So on tonight, I'm just picking back up. I'm just picking up where we left off. It's like we did a bookmark on Thursday, and tonight we are continuing that message. So go ahead, take a screenshot, tag us, let us know where you are in the world, and please, in the comment section, let me know if this discernment series has been blessing your life. Even if it has not been blessing your life, it has been blessing mine. So I want to explain, before I give you some scriptures, I have quite a few scriptures for tonight's sermonic journey. Um, before we go there, I want to explain why I felt led, why I felt led to speak about discerning spirits. I articulated on Thursday, I believe I'll be considered of spiritual abuse to not dedicate a segment and a section in this discernment series about discerning spirits. First off, please hear me on the night. First off, it is impossible it is going to be impossible for you to discern any type of spirit. For you to discern any type of spirit if you have no understanding of the spiritual realm. It's impossible. If I don't understand that there is a spirit realm and a natural realm, if I'm uneducated in this area, I will not be able to discern a spirit. And I tried to get us to understand nothing happens in the natural that has not first happened in the spiritual. Before it could ever happen in the natural realm, it has already happened in the spirit realm. It's almost like you live in New York and somebody lives in Los Angeles. It's New Year's Eve. It is going to be New Year's Day in New York City before it's New Year's Day in Los Angeles because they're on a different time zone. There's a three hour difference. So what's gonna happen first in New York before it ever happens in LA. And that is how it is in the spirit realm and the natural realm. The reason I went that route is because we get DMs and emails all the time, people asking questions about psychics and zodiac signs. And so much so to people actually pick mates on what zodiac sign they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl, he's a Scorpio. You know, I, I like Scorpio. I don't, I don't mess, I don't mess with no Taurus. I don't mess with them. And I'll try to get us to understand that devils can tell you the truth too. You can go to a psychic, you can go to a palm reader, and they can tell you the truth. It's not as though they can predict the future. It's because they're in New York and we're in Los Angeles. It's because in the spirit realm, it already happened before it happened in the natural realm. 
I want to give you Bible. Let me give you Bible. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. It says, Now it happened as they went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination. Can I get somebody to say demon? Demon possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought their master, who brought her master much profit. Look at this by fortune telling. Okay. This is how they were getting money based on this woman who is possessed by a spirit's ability to tell people the future. Once again, it is not as though demons know the future. It is because it already happened in the spirit realm before it happened in the natural realm. Now listen, this is the part that kind of messed me up. As I was reading this, before I was able to ever preach it on Thursday night, as I was reading this, this woman right here, we probably would have ordained as a prophet. Mm -hmm. Not understanding that there is a spirit realm and there is a natural realm has us ordaining demons and calling them prophets. Oh, it's getting real. I believe she would have had crusades. She would have had people coming and she given a prophetic word for him and a prophetic word for her. And she probably would have had 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and a million subscribers on Instagram because she knows how to prophesy. Please understand, just because they tell the truth does not mean it's from the Spirit of God. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. She's telling the truth. <laughs> this, this woman is telling the truth. She's talking about Paul and Silas. She's walking behind them saying, listen to these men. These men are servants of the Most High God, and they are showing us the way of salvation. She's telling the truth. Can I go a little bit deeper? Be careful before you get excited about who follows you on Instagram. Be careful. Oh, they follow me. Oh, such and such follow me. You might have a devil. That might be a devil that just followed you. That might be somebody that you feel as though can open up a door for you and you're happy that they're sharing your stuff, they're reposting. You need discerning spirits. You need to be able to discern spirits before you get too excited about who's following you. This woman was following Paul and Silas. And look at this, verse 18. It says, and this she did for many days. She followed them for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the woman. It's not what your Bible says. Turned and said to the girl. It's not what your Bible says. Turn and said to the spirit. This is so good, y'all. Can I break this down? As I was reading this, and I want us to get it, because anytime I read the Bible, I always try to think, what are questions people would have about this particular passage and preach it? I would then begin to wonder, why would a demon follow behind true men of God and actually say something that's true about them? Because I'm thinking a spirit would not want to follow Paul and Silas, why would you follow behind them and then speak the truth about them? You have to understand this. We're going a little bit deeper. This is a spirit of divination. Divination in the Greek is pinos. It's where we get the word python. 
Now, now vipers, when they kill, they like to strike and inject venom in your blood. But pythons, when they kill, they like to attach. They like to attach themselves to you and wrap around you. Some spirits want to attach themselves to your ministry. Some people want to attach themselves to you. But if you do not have the ability to discern spirits, you will view it as an endorsement or support when it's really a spirit of divination trying to attach itself to you. If I can follow behind them, maybe I will get credited because I'm following behind Paul and Simon. It was trying to attach to them. But Paul got annoyed. Paul got annoyed. Some of us, when you have this gift of discerning spirits, darkness annoys you. I'm not annoyed with the person. It just irritates me on the inside. Pettiness, it just starts to annoy you. Gossip, it just starts to annoy you. Why? Because I know it's not just gossip, but it comes from the spirit of division. Paul, being greatly annoyed, said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. Look at this, y'all. But when her masters saw that their hope of a prophet was gone. Oh, boy. I'm about to get in trouble. Should I say this, Torrance? I'm about to get in trouble. Listen, there are some pastors and some ministries that don't want you to be free because your bondage keeps them having a profit. I don't want you to be loosed. I don't want any spirit to let you go because your biblical ignorance, your inability to be able to discern a wolf in sheep's clothing is causing for me to profit from your uneducated self. I'm profiting from your trauma. I'm profiting from your bondage. I'm profiting from a devil. I'm profiting from a devil. When her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities because some people like to bound you better. I'm making wealth off your ignorance. I'm making wealth off your inability to discern a spirit. I'm making wealth off you not reading the Bible for yourself. There's no way you should sit under a series for months or even weeks and then not sharpen your hear, ear to hear God's voice. I'm making profit off of your ignorance. And our foundational text that we read from is, like I said, I'm, this is all the stuff I didn't get to. <laughs> this is like just the, the leftovers from Thursday that I didn't get to. Our foundational text was Luke chapter 4. Verse 31, when it says, then he went down to Capernaum, speaking of Jesus, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath, he taught the people. They were greatly amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. He cried out to the top of his voice, go away. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. 
all the people were amazed and said to each other, what words these are. With authority and power, he gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Church family, as we are continuing this conversation, as we are continuing the cruise line of this sermonic journey that we boarded on Thursday night, verse 34 informs us that right in the middle of church, right in the middle of church, right in the middle of the sanctuary, right in the middle of Jesus' sermon, while he's preaching, a demon hollers out, go away! And I believe that that is the declaration of every devil, of every demon, of every satanic spirit, of every impure spirit, whenever we're about to walk into a place of freedom. Whenever we're about to walk into a place or a space of freedom, whenever we find ourselves sitting under a word or in an atmosphere that has Holy Spirit chain-breaking power, the cry of hell is go away. Go away. Don't, don't, don't expose my trap. Go away. Don't expose my schemes. Go away. Don't reveal my agenda. Go away. But I believe that there's a people under the sound of my voice. I feel myself getting happy. There's a people under the sound of my voice and God is raising up a remnant of generals in the earth who are not afraid of the enemy strategies. We're not afraid. We're going to cause dents to the kingdom of darkness. We're not scared of you, but we believe through the power of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to break chains. Every witch, every devil, every demon, every spirit of Leviathan has got to go. We believe in godly marriages. We believe in godly singleness. We believe in self-control. We are a generation of fighters. We're going to fight for our children. You can't have my babies. We're going to fight for purity. We're going to fight to be cleansed in our mind. We're going to fight to stay focused in the midst of devotion, in the midst of distraction. And I feel right now, just in the introduction of this message, we need to have a virtual praise break. Running man emoji, high five emoji, hand raise emoji. We are the ones who are going to cause and terrify hell. We're not scared of you. You should be scared of us. <laughs> Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 shows us, I feel this, y'all. Can somebody put in the room, we will not go away. We will not go away. We won't back down. We won't be still. We won't be quiet. We won't muzzle our worship. We will not go away. All right, let me get back to my message. Luke chapter 4 shows us they're at church. And the devil is too. <laughs> it's the Sabbath. And they're in church. But a devil is too. And my concern. My concern is I wonder how many church services are going on right now. Right now, even in the midst of me speaking, it's Sunday. How many church services are going on right now that aren't terrifying hell and advancing the kingdom agenda? I know that you have a thousand people watching your stream right now, but that's meaningless if hell is not terrified and God not glorified. I know offering was great today. 
offering was great today, but that means nothing if hell is not terrified and God is glorified. I understand that you have more people watching you live than you ever had in your life. They even came to in-person service. You have more people who bought your book, more people who are subscribed to your podcast, your Pandora, your Apple station, your YouTube channel. I understand that all those numbers are accumulating, but that means nothing if hell is not terrified and God is not glorified. Please hear me. It is a problem. It is a problem when we are collaborating with hell in private, but then trying to rebuke it in public. I need to say that one more time. It is a problem when we are collaborating with hell in private, but then trying to rebuke it in public. Jesus was in a sanctuary and the devil was too. I want to continue this conversation on discerning spirits. And God, right now, would you cause us to have eyes that could see? Help us to be able to discern just like in our text, just because something follows us or even shares things we do. Help us to be able to discern the intent and the motive. Would you give us this wisdom? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Confession, same confession on Thursday night since this is just part two of our Discerning Spirit series. Can I get everybody to say, Father, open my eyes. All caps in the room. Put this in the room. Father, open my eyes to see what's behind this. Increase my discernment. One more time. Father, open my eyes to see what's behind this. Increase my discernment. As I was studying, and I knew that we were going to continue this conversation on tonight, I really, really wanted us to understand this woman who had a spirit of divination, I firmly believe if she were alive today, we would ordain her as a prophet. Because demons can tell you things that are true too. However, it's not that they're telling you the future. Is that it already happened in the spirit. And, and a scripture I want to bring to your attention on why this is so important. This is so important and so imperative for us to have this discussion. Is 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. It says, the spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith. And follow, watch this, and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Y'all hearing this? Look, the spirit clearly tells us in latter times, in the later times, times like these, times like 2021, there will be some people who abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits, things that are taught by demons. Please hear me. There is a belief and there is a doctrine that's being taught in our schools, that's being taught in our communities, that's being taught in the culture that is really something that has been influenced by demons. First Timothy, exactly what it says, verse four, this is something that's being taught by devils. 
And to make it worse, there is a doctrine that is going forth in our churches that is being taught by devils. I know that he or she is an apostle, a bishop, or whatever they want to call themselves. But it is possible that just because I'm in the pulpit does not mean I'm an angel. Does not mean I'm an angel of the church. Does not mean I'm a true shepherd. The things that are being taught that comes from the syllabus of demons. Please hear me on the night. Please hear me. Everything that has Jesus' name on it is not his. Woo. Everything that has Jesus' name on it is not his. Yeah, we're something, 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 church of God. Uh, just because you say that you're the church of God, are you a Christ church? Does not mean that this is truly Christ church. I know that you claim him, but does he claim you? Everything that has Jesus' name on it is not his. Yeah, I, I'm a godly man. But do you produce any godly fruit? Well, she's, you know, she, she a Proverbs 31 woman. Um, does she follow the voice of the Holy Spirit or the voice of a seductive spirit? Because for many of us, our freak runs real deep. Oh, boy. Yeah, our freak runs deep. And it's not just in you. It ran in your mother. It ran in your father. We getting in trouble. It ran in your uncle. It ran in your auntie. It runs in your cousins. It ran in your grandfather, your great-grandfather. But you know how we do it, right? What goes on in this house stays in this house. You know what that is? You know why I believe that statement was so popular? It's because it's hell's anthem. Go away. Y'all missed it. This is exactly what the demon cried out when Jesus was speaking. Go away. When we grew under a mindset, what goes on in this house stays in this house. That was hell's way of saying, go away. Don't bother, don't bother the perversion that's happening here. Don't bother the molestation that's happening here. Go away. Don't expose it. Don't touch it. I don't want to be exposed. I'd rather deal with a chain. Don't expose it. So what goes on in here? We're not talking about it. Because hell's at them. It's go away. What do we have to do with that? This, the stuff that's going on in our house, we dealing with it. Nobody else has to know about it. And so what has happened is there has been a spirit a perversion that is being passed down from generation to generation. And we care more about exposing it than we do breaking hell's chain. I'm talking on the night, y'all. We care more about being exposed than we do freedom from it. Spirit of perversion messed our minds up because it is, it is the smoke that kills you before the fire ever burns you. The fire is the act. We're so caught up with, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It's not the fire that burns you. The smoke kills you before the fire ever burns you. And what is the smoke? The smoke is any boundary, principle, our standard that we have allowed to be compromised. Talk Holy Spirit. What is the smoke? It is any boundary, any principle, or any standard that we have allowed to be compromised. Well, we're just going to go upstairs for a little bit. We're just going to go upstairs. We're just going to watch a little movie. We're just going to watch a little movie. We watched the movie. We didn't even do nothing. He left and everything was fine. We didn't do anything. You just inhaled smoke. Now... A system is already in play. In place, it's okay for me to come over late. 
It's okay for us to snuggle up. I feel like y'all are looking at me cray cray. It's okay for us to do this. We didn't set any boundary. Her just laughing and kicking on your chest, knowing good and well you're married. She wasn't acting like that when your rib was around, but now when she's not there, you a full-blown comedian. <laughs> so funny, so so stupid. <laughs> you so you, nothing happened though. You inhaled smoke. The smoke always kills you before the fire ever burns you. Please hear me. A purity assassin, every purity assassin comes with smoke. Every purity assassin comes with smoke. They distract us from our commitment, from our devotion, and from our non-negotiables that we made with ourselves. And I don't want us to confuse what I'm saying. Discerning spirits is not just your ability to discern an evil spirit. See, because if we're not taught about this, a lot of us are labeling God as the devil. A lot of us are labeling God as the devil. Man, I just can't sleep. I don't know what's going on. Just, I just can't sleep tonight. I'm tossing and turning. I just can't sleep. It's like the devil trying to rob me of my peace. Or could you have the gift of intercession? You have the gift of intercession and you told somebody two days ago that you would pray for them and you don't know what's about to happen in their life. This is not the devil disturbing your peace right now. This is God saying, get up and pray. I need you to intercede on the behalf of your brother. I need you to intercede on the behalf of your sister. You think it's the devil because I cannot discern spirits. I can't even identify. This is the spirit of God waking me up so that I can pray because perhaps I have the gift of intercession. And when we don't have teaching like this, we'll end up labeling God's work a satanic attack. Ah, this is so good, y'all. I tried to get us to understand there is a difference between discernment and discerning spirits. Discernment is our ability. Discernment is our ability to be able to identify wheat from weeds, God sits from counterfeits, good doors from God doors, opportunities from spiritual ambushes playing dress up. It's not just discerning right from wrong. Discernment is our ability to discern right from almost right. That is discernment. Discerning of spirits is the supernatural ability to be able to distinguish what is behind an action, belief, and sometimes a conversation. Did you hear me? When I'm able to discern a spirit, it is when God has given me the supernatural ability to be able to distinguish what is engineering this action. What is engineering this process of thought? What is engineering this type of conversation? That is when I have the gift of discerning spirits. Now, I'm going to go ahead and mess some of us up, okay? Anybody who says that they can discern spirits but does not read their Bible is a liar. Ooh, it's about to get real. Anybody. <laughs> Who says, yeah, you know, I, I just feel some type of way about this person. I think I'm discerning a spirit. But you don't read the word of God? Let me give you Bible. Let me give you Bible. Hebrews 
chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow. Watch this. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's the word of God. It is impossible for me to discern a spirit and my Bible is a dust collector. It is impossible for me to discern a spirit and you only open the word of God on Thursday or Sunday night. It is impossible. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and it is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So we might just see a woman and we'll say, she's fast. She's always chasing men. She, she always after the wrong type of men. She fast. She thirsty. But when you're able to discern spirits, you'll be like, no, it's not necessarily that she's fast. This was engineered by a spirit of error. And watch this. The spirit of error's sister is a lying spirit. We think a lying spirit is just a person who's always lying. But sometimes a lying spirit is a spirit that causes for us to believe lies. Did y'all hear what I just said? We think a lying spirit is just a person that always spews forth falsehood. But sometimes a lying spirit is when we constantly keep on being lied to and we believe it. The assignment of the spirit of error is to twist the truth. And the assignment of a lying spirit is to get us to believe falsehood. So she believes that she's worthless. She believes that she's not good enough. She believes that she's not beautiful. She believes that her past is too dirty. She believes that she's unredeemable. She believes that those abortions made her too bad. She believes that she wasted so much time and she made so much unwise choices and she screwed up her life so much so to God can't use her mightily anymore. God can't use her powerfully anymore. Yes, when you preach that, that may be for somebody who's 22, but not for a woman who's 40. Not for a woman who's done all the things I've done. And so now what has happened is she believes error. She believes error. Maybe if I had a father there that raised me and gave me biblical affirmations, maybe if I had a father instead of a sperm donor, maybe if I had a mother who raised me instead of still partying and still clubbing and saying, Mama, have to have her fun too. Maybe if I was trained in the way I should go, I wouldn't have got on the wrong train. And then I'm affected by the spirit of error, the job and the assignment of the spirit of error is to twist the truth. And a lying spirit's job is to get us to believe falsehood. Yes, your daddy left. That's the truth. But it's because of you. That's the lie. The spirit of error. Twist the truth. Because I did this. Because I made this choice. Because I wasted so much time on him or them or her. God can't use me. I wasted so much time. That is a lying spirit. Discerning spirits is our supernatural ability to be able to distinguish what is engineering this belief. What is engineering this belief? Because hear me, 
Hell loves to collaborate trauma with ignorance. <laughs> Woo! Hell loves to collaborate our trauma with our ignorance. Because when they don't understand that I'm behind this, and they think that this is just them, I could assign to them the spirit of heaviness. Y'all seeing how this connects? Because they believe the spirit of error, and because they're listening to a lying spirit, now I could assign to them a spirit of heaviness. Now watch this. When I don't have this understanding that a spirit is engineering this, I would try to do natural supplements to treat a spiritual condition. <laughs> Preach, Holy Ghost. I'm trying natural, rem natural remedies to try to treat me from a spiritual condition. So now I'm dealing with the spirit of heaviness. I don't trust nobody. I'm not sharing anything with anybody. I'm downcast in my soul. Because of all the times I kept loving people and serving people who only wanted it to go plate. And I feel so drained because me not knowing who I am kept handing people a straw where they could suck the life out of me. So now I feel heavy. It's not just on you. It's on your family. You feel heavy around family gatherings, heavy around Thanksgiving, heavy around family reunions. It is a spirit of heaviness. In Isaiah 61, verse 3, it says to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. This is the word of God informing us. The way you're going to get this off you is you have to praise. This is not just a churchy thing. You have to understand what praise is. Praise is thanking God for what he has done, what he is going to do, and what he has yet to do. Worship is thanking God for who he is. So when you begin to thank God for what he's done, God, I thank you that you saved me. I thank you that you brought me out of that. I thank you that I recovered from that. I thank you for what you're doing in the middle of this pandemic. I thank you that you're keeping me in the middle of this pandemic. I'm thankful for what you're going to do in 2022. I'm thankful for what you're going to do in September. I'm thankful for what you're going to do in October. Then I transition into worship. God, I thank you that you're Jehovah Jireh, my provider. God, I thank you that you're a redeemer. God, I thank you that you're a sanctifier. God, I thank you that you're a mind regulator. It's praise and worship. It puts on the garment of praise and helps us to resist the spirit of heaviness. Because hear me, when you're wounded, when you walk around wounded, your discernment is off. When I'm wounded, my discernment is off. Give you more Bible that I'm about to end. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. It says, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? In other words, how long will you cry over something I have rejected? I rejected this. You probably haven't, but I have. Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. In other words, your next level anointing, the oil that you carry that is needed for somebody else is limited as long as you're crying over this, right? I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Now verse six, hop down to verse six. It says, when they arrived, Samuel saw 
Elab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. This real prophet was about to select really wrong. Why? Because my discernment is off when I haven't healed. Let's go a little deeper. He was about to pour right oil on the wrong ruler. I wonder how many of us have given right oil to wrong rulers. And now I have wrong rulers anointed to distract me. I have wrong rulers in my life because when I don't heal, my wounds affect my discerning ability. Now listen, the benefit of discerning spirits, the reason I did this message, the benefit of discerning spirits and this gift to the body is so that we could accurately deliver people from what they're really struggling with, okay? Because you know, a lot of us have pretended struggles. Hey, how can I pray for you, bro? Man, just pray for my faith in this dog. Just, just, that, that's your, that's your presented struggle. Like I'm just not faithful. But when I have discernment, discerning ability of spirits, I'm able to pray for what you really need. Because I'm able to see, yeah, that's what you're saying with your lips, but there's a spirit that's engineering an action or a pattern behind this. Yeah, they always talking about me. They always gossiping. It's the spirit of division. See, you could be jealous over somebody who has the spirit of wisdom. But since the enemy doesn't want you to get close to that spirit of wisdom, because the spirit of wisdom helps us to avoid traps at somebody else's expense. Did you hear me? They have the spirit of wisdom. So the only reason you heard about what somebody else said about them, it is a spirit of division trying to get you from not getting into the same place with somebody who has a spirit of wisdom. Because if you start hanging around the person who has a spirit of wisdom, they're going to give you wisdom for your process. Are you seeing this? This is so powerful, y'all. So powerful. The benefit, discerning spirits, also helps me to not get offended. Helps me to not get offended. I know this really isn't you. Like Paul, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the spirit that's engineering you. Right? So I don't, that's why Jerry is the hardest person to offend. I'm absolutely the hardest person to offend because I never consider the opening act. I always consider the backstage. That may have been the action but what is engineering that action? What is engineering that thought pattern? What is engineering this belief system? I need the Holy Spirit to show me. I need the Holy Spirit to show me so that I could deal with you accurately. Two points and we're done. Number one, come out of the village. Come out of the village. A lot of us have been in the village of demonic influences. And before God could ever take you in, he has to first take you out. But you won't know you need to come out 
If you don't even recognize there is a spirit behind this that is engineering me to walk in a place that's keeping me bound. That's keeping me bound. In Mark chapter 8, verse 22, when this man was blind, his friends took him to Jesus. Then Jesus grabbed him by the hand and led him outside of the village. He didn't do the miracle in the village. He took him out. May God give us the discerning ability and help us to also be able to discern. Maybe I'm in a place that has been engineered by a spirit that got me here. Maybe the only reason you call him Bay is because there's a spirit of there's a spirit of perversion and spirits attract and our spirit of perversion is causing for us to be blindfolded to the fact that this really is a distraction from my life, from my destiny. And point number 2, the whole purpose of discerning spirits is to bring out others. I want to bring out the best version of you. I want to bring out what God really called you to be. This is my assignment. My assignment is to redeem the original kingdom agenda and to activate what God put in you. I want to show you this and I'm done. Mark chapter 11, verse 2. I just firmly believe y'all found people, find people, and, and, and delivered people, deliver people. Mark chapter 11, verse 2. It says, and he said to them, go into the village opposite you. And as soon as you have entered it, you will find a cult tied. One which has no one sat on. One which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it here. The reason and the beauty of the gift of discerning spirits is because the Lord has need of whoever is being influenced by a spirit. Whoever is being influenced by a thought pattern. Whoever is being influenced by a chain. Whoever is being influenced by something that ran in the blood. The Holy Spirit has need of them. So you will have the gift of discerning spirits so that you can accurately understand what has a hold on this person. And by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, I'll help them be free. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.